Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? You motherfuckers really thought y'all was gonna beat us, huh? Ain't that work like that? You fucking suck, yo. <laughs> yeah, little ass pathetic ass kick. Justin Tucker would have nailed that 60 fucking yarder. No problem, yo. <laughs> and yeah, was it a little too close for comfort? Sure. Okay, we made Jacoby Brissett look like prom Joe Flacco out there. We never would have let it get that close, by the way. Okay? But hey, fuck it. A win is a win. It's kind of like fucking an ugly bitch, okay? Maybe she ain't got no teeth. Maybe she's shaped like Tony Siragusa. May he rest in peace. But I still nutted. And we still got the fucking W. Shit, I'm feeling like a fucking celebration tonight, yo. I'm about to steal Pop Pop's disability check and buy me some pussy down Merritt Boulevard. <laughs> Go Ravens! It's really the, the laughs that do it for me. The ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Thank you very much, uh, our correspondent Stavi in Dundalk with the uh, the the, the Greek beautiful town, Greek town, Greek town, Greek town. Of course, yeah, the beautiful uh, recap that we're here to provide you. He is uh, also helping provide Ravens squeak one by. Let's be honest about it. This was a no style points, old school AFC North win. Ravens get it done, twenty three to twenty. My name is Jake Luke. I was in attendance today, as was my main hitter here on my screen, Gentle Spin Crenshaw. How's it going, pal? Going well. Did just get the news. Devastating blow to my fantasy team. Made a trade a couple weeks ago in a, in a big money league. Did Jamar Chase. I, I received Jamar Chase and Brees Hall, which has mm. ha, 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 treated me very well. I dished Christian McCaffrey and Rashad Bateman. So need uh, really need Mr. Chase to uh, carry the load, which he did today. But other than that, fantastic. Great win today. Super tough game. Super tough team. A Browns team that was reeling and and really needed to win this game in order to put themselves in a position to save themselves for when the old deviant, when the old horny one comes back later in the season. But at this point, things are not looking great for for your Cleveland Brownies. They're two and five. Thought Brissett played super well. Thought that you know the Ravens again just they had so many opportunities to really and and even came down to things like Lamar Jackson late in the game as a couple runs where he is just like one one 
trip and regain balance away from housing a couple of runs where it was like somebody poked his ankle and he started to go down and he couldn't quite save himself. Uh, obviously, you know, some, some crazy stuff happens in this one, but the defense stood on 10 fingers and 10 toes and went and made so many plays on special teams. And that's really where the Ravens won this one was on special teams. So it was a super exciting win, a super momentous occasion with the Super Bowl 47 Baltimore Ravens coming back into town to uh, commemorate the 10 year anniversary of, of winning that bad boy, which was really cool. And it was just a fun game, stressful game nonetheless, but super fun. Yeah. It uh, kind of followed a, a pretty similar script at this point, right down to the fact that when the Browns got the ball to, uh, you know, march down the field there and score the, not the, not the tying uh, points, but uh, the ones that would bring it within three. It just, I think I tweeted like, it's just, <laughs> Very predictable. Like, of, of course, that was going to happen. They had, you know, they allowed the opening touchdown, which felt uh, a little weird. There wasn't a ton of life in the stadium. The Browns just kind of marched down the field, bing, boom, bing. But other than that, they weren't able to get much going up until that uh, one in the fourth quarter, I believe. And uh, yeah, it just, <laughs> it kind of felt like it felt a little inevitable there, unfortunately. And then, uh, you know, the offense, we talked about the whole idea of, getting a little bit more serious, getting, you know, not overemphasizing too much or pushing too hard in the closing moments, trying to finish, finish, finish. Uh, they go out there and it looks like they're putting the finishing touches on what's going to be a great drive. They get down to the grill mates red zone. Feels like they're going to maybe punch it in and uh, get a 10 point lead and get out of there with an easy W. But uh, Justice Hill, who it's unfortunate because I think he had an awesome game today. Uh, he got hawked, man. I don't even I, when I watched the replay at the stadium, it looked like he did have five points of contact. And just got hawked. Yeah. The and it, defender it, came up and, and punched that sucker out. Yeah, and it happens. Uh, so I hope that's not what people remember this game for because he looked awesome. He got back in the game after. Yeah, and he um he also, you know, he had a couple of really nice blocks as well. He had a chip and uh, a nice block on the, uh, the Roman vault play. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, the, the ball gets popped out. It's You're sitting there at 23-20, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I looked around, and it's like, man, is that the game or, or what's going to happen here? And, uh it started off, you know, the Browns get a nice drive together. I think, uh, was that the, the Amari Cooper, um, pass interference or was that uh, a different drive? I think it was this drive and it just felt like, uh, it, as soon as he caught that, it was like, Oh God. And then, um, that gets called back thankfully for the Ravens. Uh, and then the defense, you, you got to give them some credit. I mean, they, they folded like a, a cheap purse on that other drive, but on this one, they came up a little bit to get them into a, uh, a fourth down situation that was a, an uncomfortable uh, go for it. So they decided to trot out Katie York out there uh, for what was going to be, I think a 56 yarder or a 55 yarder. You get a false start, which I, everyone in their mother in that stadium was thinking it was going to be uh, an offsides. But ultimately you look at the, uh, the long snapper on the replay, he moved the ball a little bit there. So yeah, false start on the Browns. They get back to a 60. They did. It was, it was even more than that. They were doing fit. They were clinching their fists and and tried to squeeze. It was a whole it was a whole subtle attempt to get the Ravens a jump, which is a smart move. I love that. And yeah. they were trying to go win that game as opposed to take it into overtime on the road. And I love that move. And York, you know, for all we know, could have banged that if if Malik Harrison. Uh, I would love to watch a replay of that, which I don't feel like I did in the kind of pandemonium. But probably looks like maybe that one might have gone through if Malik Harrison doesn't catch that with his face mask. So. Um, I, I like the move by the Browns, but it was a false start. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, so yeah, a, a nice little game within the game move there by Stefanski, who had an interesting day today. Uh, and yeah, he, you know, you, you said it, Malik Harrison gets the block, continues a nice run of play for himself. 
And uh, that uh, turns the ball over to the Ravens who, you know, milk enough clock to do to the point where the Browns get the ball back with like 20 seconds. They peter out. You get out of there with a 23-20 victory. There's uh, I've I've been getting more into listening to uh, our local talk radio stations, uh, both going to and leaving the games, listening to Glenn and Rita on the way back. And, uh, you know, it, it just felt like uh, people were not super satisfied with this one, but I think I am in the sense that this just kind of feels like this is who the Ravens are now. Like we, we can't really like, we can't do the style points thing. We can't worry too much about how they get it done. Like this is just, this is what this team is. They're going to be in close ones. They're going to muck it up. It's not going to be pretty, um, but they, you know, they're, they're a winning record right now in October. They are four and three, couple tough ones coming up on the, the slate here. You got a short week coming up and then the bye week after that. So what anything had happened, anything can happen with this team on any given play. It's just uh, unpredictable. It's wild to watch. And, uh, you know, ultimately they have a winning record through it, which you probably wouldn't be able to say that for a lot of other teams. I think. I think that this is a very fickle spoiled fan base in many aspects after a win and no things weren't perfect, but to be that distraught about it, when you are watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have so many talented players get absolutely drummed at home by the Panthers. Actually, I don't know if they're home. Can't recall. But getting drummed by the Panthers, watching all the all the sort of watching the Chargers get drummed by the Seahawks, things of that nature. It is truly a week to week league right now. And Tom Brady said there's a lot of bad football being played. I think there's a lot of good defense being played. I think that is what's happening in the NFL right now. And I think that the Ravens defense played really well. I think the Browns defense played really well. I think that these two teams understand each other's tendencies offensively very much so. There is a, a cyclical process to a degree. And, you know, we'll, we can get into Greg Roman, who, you know, it, it definitely feels like there was a more than palpable frustration from Lamar Jackson and from the offense. I, I watched myself, Lamar Jackson squeezing his helmet, looking like Peyton Manning, waiting for the play call, play call even after some, like, timeouts or breaks in play. And he was still standing there reaching up into the sky, like reaching his arms up and looking around like towards the box. Like what's, what's the call? What's the call? What's the call? What's the call waiting for it? So I felt like the offense was very frustrated with their performance, but nonetheless was able to run the ball in some key situations. Really? I mean, the Ravens went seven for 15 on third down, went two for two on fourth down. So on money downs, they went nine of 17. That's over 50%. That is very good. Uh, They didn't throw the ball particularly well. Lamar Jackson was very gun shy and cautious took three sacks which felt like nine sacks in this game um you know probably could have avoided one or two of those for sure but didn't put the ball in harm's way i don't think there was really any turnover worthy plays that he had and for someone that was on the injury report this week considering that there is a short week considering guys like mark andrews didn't practice rashad bateman's barely practiced you know gus edwards comes back in they're you know they rotate out morgan moses who's been hurt some things like that um don't think greg roman did well and do think that you know, it certainly is warranting of, of a change in play caller. And really, you know, in my my utopia that's impractical most of the time is that you can ask someone else to call plays and retain the knowledge that Greg Roman has in terms of installation and things of that nature. But you might not even need that at this point. So I uh, felt like the, the offense was definitely frustrated, but this defense definitely stood up. They they The Browns come out. They have a beautiful scripted drive. I'm not sure that they had any plays that were longer than, I think they had like one 22-yard play, one 14-yard play. Uh, took it from the 25, had you know several chunk plays, and are able to go make hay and, and punch one in. And from that point forward, I think this defense did play really well. The Amari Cooper push off was most. He, I mean, there's pushing off, but he like slingshotted himself towards the end zone. Like he really used his momentum to 
or Marcus Peters' momentum to slingshot himself to the football. Uh, sacks, forced fumbles, turnovers. You know, they, they were making it happen, and, and on special teams, they made it happen. So I think that this wasn't we, – I've, I've, I keep talking about complimentary football. You'd love to see them play that complimentary football. They do have a, a couple nice drives. And, again, having a nice drive, running the ball down the Browns' throat, and Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa makes God. an awesome play and, and hawks the ball out. So it is what it is. Yeah, it, it is what it is. That feels pretty fitting. Um, yeah, it's just an interesting day. You mentioned the guys on the injury report, injury report like Lamar, like Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews blanked in a game for the first time in a long time, it feels like. Maybe his, maybe his career. Yeah, it, 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 it was weird, man. Like he, he wasn't getting any targets. Lamar said after the game that uh, they had a good game plan against him, which, I, you know, that makes sense. Lamar, 16 passing attempts. That feels like a... a if not a career low, then like rookie season Lamar, where he's just kind of like doing the wishbone type deal. Uh, but yeah, I mean, star of the day on offense, it's got to be our guy, Gusto, making his uh, making his return to the lineup triumphantly uh, with two touchdowns. And uh, he just, he looked every bit what he used to be, I think. That's a really encouraging sign for an offense that we could talk about the news that I guess we've missed, that J.K. Dobbins is going to be uh, heading to the IR after an arthroscopic knee surgery. So it's like one, one step forward, one step back with this running back room. But man, uh, Gus looked good today in his return. And uh, Justice Hill, I thought, like I said, he looked good as well in uh, other aspects, not even just rushing. So they're, they're fine. They're figuring it out. They're, uh, they're scrapping and clawing and trying to get to the bye week with a, uh, a winning record here. And uh, I think Gus's return to the lineup is going to be a big part of that. Most definitely. It, he's just such a calm operator, a smooth operator. And feels like a definite we not me guy, and his reentry and how calm and patient his process was, you know, not to disrespect anyone else, but it was just a breath of fresh air for for what he did and the way that he conducted himself. Well, I think what you've game, been talking about that's a good point. And sorry to cut you off, but it's it's to the point that you've been making that everyone on this offense is just it's it's a one thousand yard stare. It's just this frantic weird energy, and like with him, it just you're you're totally right. It just. Uh, Felt like a, a smooth operator being re-entered into the lineup, but continue. Definitely. And he has that shark-like mentality. He ends up, uh, I think, going 16 for 66, only had a 112-yard run. So we'll, we'll see with the explosiveness and, and some of those things. But then after the game, you know, he's got, he's got Jalen Ferguson on his wrists and just the way that he conducts himself, the calmness that he brings was a, a revelation. And the Ravens run the ball 44 times for 160 yards, only averaged 3.6 yards per carry. You're going to remove a couple couple things from that in noise, but um, Kenyon Drake, 11 carries for five yards. It felt like the Browns had a really good idea of what was going to be run based on where Drake was aligned, whether it was going to be an outside zone in a, in a pistol or whether it was going to be some sort of option run. A um, couple, couple play calls got muddied, like I mentioned, and, and it was definitely a confused game offensively. But in the end, they ran the ball the way they needed to most of the game that removed that fumble. And this is a different game. I, I hate being the guy to say like, Oh, take away the 79 yard touchdown. And you know, they only averaged two yards per carry or whatever, but that fumble was huge. And I think that there's a different taste in a lot of people's mouths. If it wasn't for that fumble. Uh, but again, this is the year of the defense, man. Like whatever rule changes you make, whatever becomes popular in football will benefit the offense. The offense is, is the pro the proactive you know, the way they design things is, is always going to be new and defenses are always going to react and reacting to rules, figuring out ways to cover more effectively without hitting certain rules, really taking five years to emphasize, you know, not getting late hits or not getting roughing the passer below the knee or not 
you know, doing helmet to helmet or whatever it is. And defenses have caught up, man. I mean, we'd see a couple offensive explosions today, but still generally it feels like there aren't consistent offenses popping against these two high looks and these defenses, the way they're, they're using simulated pressure and, you know, running a ton of cover six and, and uh, rip Liz stuff and match and all that stuff. So yeah, it's, it's a different kind of game than we're used to the last couple of years. It feels like, and in a, in a, I guess the, the Bengals popped off a little bit too, but you know, not, not making excuse for the Ravens offense. I think that they were bad in some aspects, but it allowed this defense to go make plays and they did. And it was a defense that did reel a couple of times. And it really kind of felt today really felt like a Dean P's performance from this Baltimore Ravens defense. A lot of bend, but don't break a lot of able to get off the field on third down, a lot of limiting damage. Um, the Browns did generate, you know, a couple explosive plays through the air, some things of that, of that nature, but forcing turnovers, Justin Houston, God, freaking Tupac, Justin Houston, uh, comes right back. From, Tupac just uh, just tangled his tail into my microphone. So there we go. I think I want to face this way. There we go. But so uh, Justin Houston makes a, a big splash, comes back in. We see Patrick Queen have an awesome freaking game. Uh, Geno Stone makes a couple plays, gets beat a couple times. I thought he responded really well to getting beat. I think that he's really stuck with it and had the right sort of mentality to go make a play and, and be forgetful and have that short-term memory loss of just playing on to the next play. So I think this defense was super impressive. Um, Clayus Campbell had a strong performance as well, was, was harassing in the backfield. Nick Chubb, man, I mean, he he gave it his best shot. Nick And, and so did Jacoby Brissett for sure, but Nick Chubb broke tackles, dragged dudes, did it all, man, and, and it still wasn't enough. The way he ran – uh, he, I think some defenses he could easily could have had like a 150 yard day today on 16 carries. He had 91 yards. He did average over five yards a carry, but my God, man, that dude is, is trademark built different and they didn't let it kill them. So I was really impressed with this defense today. Yeah. He's the best running back in the league. I think um, yeah, best runner of the football in the NFL. What's the deal with uh, his stance? It looks like he's uh, modeling khakis in the mirror or something. He's, he's always been that way. He's a high stance guy. He says, he, he says uh, he's, I think he's only like five eleven. He might be lifted, listed six foot. He's talked about it. He just likes to be able to see. Interesting. Yeah. I was he talking to Eric to and I said, it looked like uh, he, he's giving off NPC vibes with that, uh, that stance there, but it's okay. He's definitely not an NPC when it comes to uh, being a player, but yeah, defense looked great, man. And I think uh, you make a point there that I think is interesting in that we've talked a little bit about the lack of feel for a game that Greg Roman kind of has. It feels like Mike Mack Loki has a pretty, he's pretty dialed with his feel for the game. Like when they, you mentioned the bend don't break thing, they get down into the red zone at one point. He dials up a overload blitz to the uh, strong side and you get Geno Stone getting in there and kind of getting that initial disruption. And then Kyle Hamilton finishes it for a sack for him. So that's great. Uh, Clayus Campbell, obviously punching that ball out of that uh, Odafe Owe hopped on the Ravens, take that ball and they go and score a touchdown there. So that's a, a really nice sign to get a touchdown off a turnover. That's not something that uh, you can take for granted. So yeah, defense, uh, you know, they, they had their moments that felt a little, a little iffy. Um, but for the most part, man, really, really impressive performance. I've, I've come all the way back around on Mike McDonald. I think he's uh, got a good future in front of him. Most definitely. Patrick Queen in this game was outstanding. I think Malik Harrison was solid. Uh, you see Patrick Queen, 11 tackles, a sack, three tackle for loss, and a quarterback hit. He single-handedly ended a drive and pinned the Browns deep. I uh, thought Chuck Clark did a couple of nice things in the run game. David Njoku comes out of this game, which was a mega loss for the Browns, and, and we might be talking about a different outcome if Njoku doesn't come out. But 
he does and it happened so Ravens gave this one and then again special teams to I guess kind of finalize my thoughts before I go back and rewatch and everything but Jordan Stout flips the field with an absolute boomer of a punt pins them deep the returner catches it overhead Christian Welch made several big tackles on special teams and was really starting to feel himself then Justin Tucker is Justin Tucker goes what three for three with a 56 yarder then Devin Duvernay gets you know, basically manufactures three points himself. Ravens red zone offense was dreadful. Uh, but Duvernay flips the field on a 40 yard return where he just was. He just is like the, he's the least returner returner that I've ever seen. Like he is so patient and wastes so little. Like he did, never turns around and loops back around or does any of that shit. He just drifts and drifts and he's like half running and he runs and then he slows and then he runs and then he slows and he hits he's, it. Dude, he's and, a running uh, back. It's, like, forget Lamar being a it's running efficient. back. He out, is a running back. Out definitely. of position. Yeah, Duvernay is, is a running back, and it's it's awesome, though. I mean, he's like he's been probably the offensive MVP uh, outside of maybe Mark Andrews so far this year. I mean, that diving catch to get them into what ultimately would wind up being field goal rings, that was awesome uh, on a day where the offense really wasn't able to do much. He, he beat press man one-on-one to make that happen, so that was great. You had the return, which was awesome as well. That, that sets him up. Um, in the same way that the uh, the fumble did. So, yeah, just uh, complimentary football today for sure. And he was a big part of that. He was great. I mean, you mentioned Patrick Queen. 75% of the earth is covered by water. The other 48 is covered by Patrick Queen. So, you know, we print that on the T-shirts. He's, he's looking really good the last couple of weeks, and that's really nice to see because people were super down on the guy. And listen, you know, talking about his future, that fifth-year option is coming up. We know all that. Uh, but for right now, just live in the moment a little bit. He's he's playing pretty well. Definitely. And Duvernay, again, it feels like even – and then Greg Roman's like, I put an exclamation point at the end of the sentence. I'm going to get Duvernay the ball more. Does throw him a screen on a scoring drive, if I'm not mistaken, where it was Duvernay lined up in a bunch with Mark Andrews and Pat Ricard, flips in the ball, he goes and converts a first down. Um, so it's just and, – and that's really – that's why I want to say number. It's like number one. I, that's why I can't quit Greg Roman. But that's number two. Why I want to quit him very badly right now. He has these things there. He just doesn't call them enough. I don't understand. So that was a really nice call. Get Devin Duvernay the ball more. Didn't do it. Uh, it was definitely. I don't know. I couldn't quite see what was going on in the past game. Lamar was very cautious and took his time. The offensive line kind of you know, slowly got beat a little, a couple times. It felt like he worked himself into a couple sacks, but didn't turn again, didn't turn the ball over, made a couple nice plays, made some nice plays with his legs. So did enough to win. Didn't, didn't put the ball in harm's way. Uh, just, it, it just isn't right. It's just not, it's just still not clicking. Um, so, I mean, the screen, the screen to uh, Ricard was sick. That, that was unfortunate to see. That. And then James Prochet, who now I think has more career penalty yards than receptions. Yeah. I don't know. What, what is was, he doing? That was really aggravating to watch. I watched that was in pretty good line of sight for me. That was pathetic what he did. It was just a little pushy, pushy toddler playground thing. The corner shoves him. He shoves the corner. The corner shoves him. And then they start swinging. And it was like, brother, you can't, you can't do that right now. That got them up to like midfield ish, yeah. maybe a little shy of midfield. And then I don't know what the, f- I don't know what the hell he was doing. So Deshaun Jackson will be playing next week. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's it's tough to say. Like 
if they're not going to demote or change offensive coordinator with Greg Roman, if, if they would have lost this game, I think they would have, but it's tough to be like, oh, they get DJ Moore, this offense is fixed. It might just be switching the play caller. Like, I don't think... And, and even, like, this, the creativity that Greg showed with the Mark Andrews, puts Mark Andrews, they've showed that a bunch this year. So, oh, quarterback sneaks coming, flips it to, Mar to Lamar Jackson, easy first down, you know, that. There's just a couple nice things. It's like, I don't know why he doesn't call it. It feels like he's just, like, uh, to, to give my own fan fiction, it feels like he's just, like, chattering on his fingernails like courage the cowardly dog in the press in the in the box up there like like what do i call what do i call what do i call it's and then he calls you know the the hitches stuff and the like basic stuff sometimes way too much so i don't know some happens weird things happen i did watch a play that was like a big tackle for loss where lamar opened to the wrong side and uh then it's like a four yard loss and then lamar's immediately like smacking the ground and he checks his you know bible that he has on his wrist of all the play calls and, and clearly mess that one up. So I don't know, man, but special teams defense win this one for the Ravens. They manufactured just enough offensively to do some nice things, but it just, it just hasn't clicked in quite some time. It hasn't really clicked since I guess the Patriots game. So it's been a little while. They've been in a rut. They have a short week and then a long week and then a bye. So it's a really interesting time where it feels like many different outcomes could happen they could have a new play caller they could not they could have a new player they could not um who knows what you know comes back injury wise i feel like ty's bowser's has to i think he has to play in the buck don't quote me on this but i think he has to play in, or has to be activated for the bucks game i think uh, i think that's right around his 21 day window so i don't know this was uh i did a space this morning and the way that i thought of this game was it's not a not a must win but it's a gotta have it it's a can't and lose it's a can't lose. It was a can't lose parlay and special teams defense made plays, you know, Malik Harrison, Adafe Owe, who isn't going to get a ton of credit, but let's, let's find this play here really quickly. I believe it was third and 12 on the Browns second to final drive here. And let's see. Okay. It is deep to Amari Cooper, 34 yards, touchdown nullified by penalty pass interference on Amari Cooper. The next play, Jacoby Brissett scrambles left end, pushed out of bounds by Odafe Owe. Owe ran probably 40, 45 yards on this play. Chase had at least 7, 10, maybe 12 yards to go to go chase down Brissett, who had a start on him. And, man, he just fucking ran. It was so sick to watch. It was on my sideline. So cool to watch the way that he moved and and chased down Brissett, who had all day to get outfield. And, and Owe, everyone's like, oh, Owe doesn't. Running four three, I was like, oh, I don't know, man. He was running at least twenty miles an hour there. So, to me, that was a winning play. And what I really liked from Mike McDonald is that this sounds stupid, but in those kind of prevent defense situations that we've seen so far this year, like actually prevent, I feel like they the the they understand where the the holes are. They understand where the where the sideline is. They keep everything inside and have played really well in those kind of prevent situations. So that's something that gives me a little confidence on top of, of some nice performances by this defense over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. They've uh, situationally looked good in, uh, in those spots at times. There were, there were other times, I mean, you have the before the half against the Patriots, that was kind of weird, but they, otherwise that it feels like it's fairly cleaned up. So yeah, I don't know, man, it's uh, certainly not the most overwhelming win for sure. Uh, I totally get where people's frustrations are. Is there a change at offensive play caller coming at some point this year? Maybe. 
I wouldn't be against it at this point either, just for the sake of doing something new. Honestly, it just feels like jolt, a, jolt somewhere. Yeah, a shakeup is needed. We've mentioned the idea of needing a, a shot in the arm. Maybe that's going to be it. Uh, who would it be? I don't know. James Urban potentially. T. Martin potentially. Who could say? But if they're going to do it in the middle of the year, they're going to have to do it in house. So yeah, it's probably going to be one of those guys, those guys if it does happen. Uh, but uh, you're probably looking at like the bye week for that, and in between that, you got two tough games on the road here at Tampa Bay, at New Orleans. Feels like you're going to... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of saying you're going to learn a lot about this team. I think we kind of know what this team is right now. We do. I'm looking at next-gen stats. They had Lamar Jackson. 10, they had 9.7%. So he basically had negative 9.7% under expected completion percentage. Um, I don't know. Just weird, weird game. Weird stuff going on back there and yeah, something something needs to be shaken up. So we shall see how this pans out. The Bucks. The good news is on top of it is that the Bucks look like absolute dog shit. Um, get drummed by the Panthers. There's some sort of barstool Feidelberg report that Tom Brady wants to go back to New England again. Why make a run? I mean, when is, when is since when has Feidelberg been breaking news? He has been for the Patriots this year. All right, and well, it, that's... it's been it's been correct. So uh, very strange. I don't know, but something's got to give on on the offensive side of the ball. This defense should relatively have everything they need. Uh, maybe a cor- you know, well, we've talked about it. Maybe you have a corner or something like that. But I digress. We're we're probably starting to rant and ramble a little bit. I was trying to pull up some some interesting things, but uh, next gen stats is being weird on my computer. I usually always look on my phone. Anyway. Good win. Special teams, defense stand up. Ravens offense does just enough. They have one really nice touchdown drive to go go punch it in and, and take care of business. So uh, two and zero in the division, four and three. Yeah, play a lot of crap teams. Have a lot to to still carve out and figure out. I don't know, man. This might have to be it. Could be. Certainly could be. But uh, other than that, I mean, they're four and three right now. As far as big picture stuff goes, we can have those discussions when it's time to have them, but uh, they just got to win today. So that's very big. It's an in-division win. You're 2-0 and in the division uh, now after, I think, going, what, 1-5 and in it last year? I mean, that's that's pretty big. So good on them for getting that win. You get a nice pat on the ass, but uh, not going to dwell on it too long because you got to go down to old uh, Tampa Bay and uh, square off against uh, the 45-year-old... Uh, divorcee who's uh going through some tough times right now we love you tom but uh it's 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 a tough scene for you so i guess that's it you got anything else nope quick turnaround we'll be trying to pump out the film get ready for the buck and it is uh i don't know a weird time a fun time the parody in the nfl is at an all-time high seahawks beating the chargers like i mentioned you know bills and the chiefs are look like the bills and the chiefs but other than that, get something rolling. Go find a Brandon Cooks. Go find a Jerry. Find something along those lines and maybe switch the play caller and you might stumble into some magic. Yeah, I'm all for it. So thank you guys for listening. Hopefully we'll have something on that front to talk about sometime soon. Who knows? Uh, but uh, until then, we will talk to you guys, I guess, probably Tuesday or Wednesday night with a preview uh, with that quick turnaround. Uh, thanks for listening to this one. Uh, as always, you can follow us on social media. You can find the show at Podcast Beatdown on Twitter. I'm at Jake Luke. That's L-O-U-Q-U-E. Spencer is at Ravens for Dummies. That's the number four in the middle there. Thanks again, guys. We will talk to you 
very, very soon. See ya. Arrivederci. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Everything out of me. They gonna get a Super Bowl out of me. Need that.